You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Hello, it's good to be here. Um, my friends and family, it's, um, I'm so glad that um, we can have this time together. Um, I um, actually uh, have been thinking quite a bit uh, this this morning, last couple of days, about um, what to talk about, and um, you know, it's it's kind of funny. I think this last week was a little bit. Um, it felt different, and I think um, you know, one a, a number of things happened to people I love around me who um, are going through some hard times, and. Um, my stepfather was in the hospital and, um, you know, just different things like that have happened. And um, I don't think I watched the news as much, um, but I think it definitely, it felt a little bit more like we're used to this. We're, um, we're in quarantine um you know, things are happening, happening around the world, but I think I have felt kind of that, that, uh, maybe the newness or the ex extra worry kind of, um, seem to go into what's more normal for people. But, um, you know, I, it just kind of made me think like, where are we in this? It's been two months. We've, been in quarantine. Um, I just heard uh, Reese's, or we, lots of us heard Reese, Reese's message on Wednesday night about pandemics. And it was a uh, pretty intense to think that a lot of pandemics have lasted 15 to 20 years. That's really intense and scary. Um, but you know, we're, we're just, where are we? And I, I started thinking, gosh, to get through this, to to really not just hang on, not just survive, although that is our prayer to survive. That's a very real thing. Um, but we we have to focus on what is unseen. And so I I wanted to title this class, you know, our hope and what is unseen. Um, it's it's very interesting how we have such a hard time believing in what we cannot see. Um, you know, I think of times where I have been traveling from, you know, the West Coast to the East Coast in the winter. It's hard to imagine when you're going from a sunny place that you're going to land in a place that has snow. Like, that's just hard to imagine. You have to keep reminding yourself to pack warm things or you'll be really sorry. Um, are, even though we know it's happening, even though we know it's real, even though we know their climate is different than ours, it's still hard to comprehend. Um, this morning I got a text from my daughter, Alexis, and they live in uh, College Station, Texas, and they are going to have a baby. So I am going to be a grandma, which is very hard to believe, 
But um, she texted me from a little video from her doctor's office. And it was, you know, it's her second trimester, the very beginning of her second trimester. So the baby is, you know, little. And um, she, it was the sound of the baby's heart. And that is so amazing to me that we, that little baby is in there, that his, you know, his or her heart is beating and it's growing and surviving. God is like just knitting it together. And, um, it, you know, even though I could hear the heart and I could see a picture of what the baby is looking like in there, although it does look like a little alien, I have to say, <laughs> it's, it's hard to comprehend that my daughter is having a baby. And I'm going to be a grandma, which I have no idea what that feels like yet. And that this is happening, that it's real. I mean, if we have such a hard time comprehending, grasping, believing, imagining what we can see, it's harder to do on a regular basis to, to grasp what we cannot see. And yet, that is God's hope. That is what God is hoping on, that we will focus on what we cannot see, that we will have faith in what we cannot see, that we will believe in him, even though we can't touch him, even though we can't see him. Um, and, you know, I think God is helping us out with this. Um, you know, obviously, I, I don't think he caused the, the pandemic. Um, uh, he doesn't cause bad things to happen to us, but you know, when I think back on our plans, what were our plans for this year, you know, being 2020. Okay. So our, our plans were to have vision, which that's good. 2020 vision. Um, we were going to have a big conference and, um, you know, and that's, that's, that's a good plan. But I, I feel like God is helping us focus on what is unseen every single day. Um, he is hoping that we will focus on what we cannot see and take our eyes off all the things that we have been looking at. Um, you know, it's funny, focus on what is unseen. That's, that's so crazy. And yet it is exactly what we're supposed to be doing. Um, I think even as as Christians, we start focusing on things we can see, things we can measure, things we can do, things we can accomplish, lists that we have, um, our appearance, um, our accomplishments, um, people we impact or influence or whatever, however we're measuring, we want to focus on stuff we can actually see. And that is not what we're supposed to be doing. And so um, I want to start by reading a scripture in uh, 2 Corinthians 4 in verse 16. Um, really, you could go back and read the whole chapter. It's amazing. Um, in, uh, in verse 16, it says, Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, Yet inwardly, we are being renewed day by day. 
For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary and what is unseen is eternal. Wow, that's huge. What is unseen is eternal. That's what we're supposed to be fixing our eyes on. Um, you know, but even right from the very beginning of this scripture, it challenges us. Because if you think about it, it says, you know, though outwardly we are wasting away, just says that like, no big deal. <laughs> outwardly, we're wasting away. Um, <clears throat> our society is making a lot of money on trying not to waste away, on trying to not look like we're wasting away, to look younger, to look um, stronger, to look prettier than we did when we were younger. Um, that is what the world is fixated on, not wasting away, hoping that somehow we can save a part, you know, our brain or something and come back in the future. Um, but that's, that's not where we're supposed to put our hope. And this is so contrary to what we hear every single day, to what we hear on television or at work or at school or, or wherever we happen to be. This is not what's valued. Um, in fact, if you went up to someone and you said, Oh, good to see you're wasting away pretty nicely. I mean, they would be very offended. I would probably be offended. Don't do that to me. Um, but you know, it's, it says here, um, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Inwardly renewed day by day. This is how we grow. This is how we, we, it, it happens is that inwardly we are renewed. Um, you know, I, I, um, was thinking how we are renewed by holding on to the truths that we have in scripture. That when we come across a lie in our life or a, a false play, a place where we put our security, we replace it with what we know is true. And this is how we're renewed. But it happens day by day. It happens little by little. Um, and, you know, when I, I think about my life, sometimes, I, I mean, I've probably said this before, but... I think about my life and all the things, all the things we've done, all the places we've lived, all the people we've studied the Bible with, and um, just, you know, miracles we have seen. Um, we've been in hurricanes and uh, <laughs> snowstorms and earthquakes and fires, all kinds of stuff. We're quite interesting. Um, but when I think about those things, that's... Those things did, you know, I did have to go through them and grow in my faith, but 
it was really more the everyday reading my Bible, praying, putting my trust back in what God says and not in what I think. Um, it was very little, very small. I didn't even really know anything great was happening. But now I look back and I think, wow, God, you have done so much in my life. And it was never too big for me. It was, it was never, it never felt too big. Well, I, I take that back. It did, it has felt strenuous. It has felt big at times. But when I look back, they were little steps. They were small steps. Um, but anyways, um, it says being renewed day by day for our light and momentary troubles. I mean, we don't even want to have a light trouble. <laughs> we don't want to have any kind of trouble. Um, but I think the way to see it, and I do appreciate what Reese was saying on Wednesday night, that um, don't pray for hard times to stop or trouble to stop. Although, yes, I guess we do ask anyway. But pray that we will be able to grow in our faith, that we'll be able to connect better with God through it, that we'll be able to put our faith in him better. Um, you know, and then it says, um, for our light momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Again, it's going back to faith. That we believe all of this is for something. Um, it's, it's for heaven. It's for being with God. It's for something beyond our understanding. Something we can't even fully ever comprehend in this life. But we have faith that it's happening. So it says, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen. Um, you know, even as I, I think about, okay, this time and where we're at, um, with the pandemic, um, you know, it's been two months. I know in a lot of ways, financially, we're wishing it would stop. And now, now we've suffered two months. We want it to stop and we don't really want to keep going because we don't know how much harder it's going to get or how much worse it's going to get. Um, and then when, you know, I heard the thing that reset about pandemics lasting 15, 20 years, it was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. But you know, I, I don't know how long it's going to last. We don't know how long it's going to last. But I do know that we should be focusing on what we can't see. I do know that we should be dealing with our heart, that we should be looking at things that disturb us in our souls that maybe, you know, makes us feel anxious or um, makes us feel like we can't pray or makes us feel like we can't read or we can't talk to people because we don't trust them or I think it's it we really need to look what's in my heart, what's in my soul, what do I need to bring before God and pray about and ask him to help me with and who can I talk to? How can I um 
deal with this stuff. I think it's it's funny because I I did also have the thought at this time in the pandemic, like, what have I what have I cleaned? Have I organized my closets any better? Have I gotten rid of any stuff? And it's funny because I did say this before, but it it cracks me up that someone posted. You know, I used to think my house all this 20 years, I've been thinking my house is a mess because I don't have time to clean it. And now I know that's not true. Um, You know, it's funny because I think sometimes we think, oh, if I only had more time, if I only had this, if I only had that, then things would be so much better. But the truth is, now is a perfect time to clean our souls, to um, go to God. And, and, And I guess when I say that, I, I I want you to know, and I want to remember myself, that God loves you. He deeply, deeply treasures you. He has sent his son to die for you. He wants you to be right with him. He wants you to be close to him. He wants to connect with you. He wants to have a relationship with you. He wants you to trust in him so that you're not all worried and anxious and uptight. And And the way we can do that is by focusing on what is not seen and not worrying about all the things we can see, not focusing on all the things we can see. Um, um, You know, I kind of have always been someone who tries to prepare for the future. Um, Sometimes, you know, that's, I think, mostly been good, but every now and then it's a little... um, excessive, um, a little too much. I can start worrying about things that will never happen. And so I I don't mean let's worry about things for the future, but I do think we should prepare the best we can. And I think in this, what I'm specifically talking about is prepare our hearts, prepare our minds, um, fix our minds. You know, I, I um, was thinking how, you know, to, to focus on what is true, what is good, what is right. You know, there's, there's things that this pandemic can't take away. Um, It cannot take away my relationship with God. It cannot take away my faith. If I am focusing on God. Um, It can't take away eternity. It can't take away the fact that Jesus died for me. Um, Those are the things that really matter right now. And I do think this pandemic is kind of helping us see that, that we can't put our faith in houses. We can't put our faith in things. We can't put our faith in jobs. We can't put our faith in having food, um, what we can put our faith in is God and that he's very good and that he loves us. Um, you know, I, I just, I think it's so important that we do this, that we learn how to do this and, and God helps us out. He, he helps us out and sometimes we don't see it as help. Um, when he takes things away, we don't always see that that's helpful. It's helpful for our souls. Like I think about, um, uh, well, let's, let's read this scripture in Philippians four. 
and verse 10, it says, um, I'll just start from verse 10. It says, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I do all this through him who gives me strength. You know, um, first of all, in verse 13, I think we usually read this scripture and think, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. And we kind of imagine, well, I can, you know, whatever, sing on Broadway, or I could do this if God gives me strength, or, you know, and I, I'm not saying that's necessarily wrong or bad, but that's not really the context that he's talking about. He says, I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. I can do this. I can learn how to be content with less. I can be content when I'm not sure what the physical world will present. I can be content. Why? Because I have an awesome God. I have a God who loves me, who cares about me. And I can put my hope in that he knows what's happening. He knows what we need. Um, and, um, you know, I, I just think about how, you know, he says, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. It's not like this is something necessarily natural or easy to do, but God can give us the strength we need to be spiritual people come what may. And I, I know that. I have no clue what that means yet. Um, but that is also um, a blessing that that God doesn't always show us too far ahead because we would get scared. We would freak out. Um, you know, I, I think of the day I broke my back in a car accident. I was 23 I had no idea I was going to be in a car accident and break my back. Um, and when I think back on those, those times, I see that God prepared me. He helped me. He called to me. Um, we were, I was, I went, I had moved a little bit away uh, to start a campus ministry, and I was on my way to school with one of my roommates, and um, she she uh, basically a car backed out in front of her, and she swerved to the left, 
to avoid that car, but in the process went into the oncoming traffic and we hit head on with a like 1963 truck, like, like a Chevy truck, which is pretty solid. Um, I had a seatbelt on, but her car was also like a, I don't know, 73 Mustang or something. Sorry, guys. I don't know what it was. <laughs> it was blue. Um, but it, you know, when it impacted, it pushed me forward and twisted. So it broke my vertebrae right in the middle, like my T12. And it, I, I didn't, obviously I didn't know what happened. I didn't even know we were in pain. The car stopped. I was sitting there. Next thing I know, the paramedics and, uh, firemen are there. And, um, you know, I, I just, I think how crazy that was that we, you know, I looked at her, she looked worse than I did. Um, she had blood all over her face, her hands. She was, she got really, she got injured herself very badly. But, you know, when I think about it, I really wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't worried. And maybe because I was 23 and I had no idea, <laughs> kind of stupid, but you know, I, I think um, when I look back at it, I had had the most amazing quiet time. Like I had, I read my Bible, I was praying, I was singing in my quiet time, I was connected to God, I was readying myself for the day. And I had no idea what the day would bring, but I was ready for the day. And that is how God works. He prepares us for what is to come. He knows what's going to come and he prepares us for it. Um, I, um, I think of like when we moved to Mexico City, I didn't speak Spanish when I moved to Mexico City. My, my dad is Mexican American. My mom is Irish American. Um, my grandparents spoke Spanish. They were from Juarez, um, or actually Chihuahua, Chihuahua is where they were from. Robert's from Juarez. Um, and um, I heard Spanish in my grandma's house. I learned important words like tortilla and mas por favor, <laughs> please more food. Um, but I did not speak Spanish. I had never lived outside of California. I have never lived in a big city. I had never had to take public transportation. I was in Southern California where transportation is terrible. So you get, you know, rides everywhere or you drive. Um, and, you know, it's interesting because when I look back at that time, it's, it's kind of like God took everything I put my confidence in away for a short time. Um, because I didn't speak the language, which I was on my own most days, um, all by myself. I didn't have someone with me. I was by myself trying to share my faith on the streets of Mexico City. And I didn't have, but I didn't have a vocabulary. I didn't, um, I didn't understand what they were saying to me. I didn't understand what I was saying. I kept going up to people and saying, excuse me. But instead of saying, excuse me, I was saying, spit on me. 
because the word in Spanish is very similar to the word to excuse me in English. Um, but you know, I, I, he, I, I did not have my language to depend on. I didn't have my understanding to depend on. I, I couldn't express myself. And then a little bit later, when I got a little bit of Spanish under my belt, I still couldn't think fast enough to contribute to conversations. So I would hear something, understand it, want to say something, but, but by the time I could formulate what I wanted to say, they were on to another subject. That was really weird for me. Um, my humor wasn't funny. Imagine. <laughs> um, I used to be actually quite a bit more sarcastic. Um, and I, nobody understood me. They just thought I was mean. Like, and, you know, I just I didn't translate my humor. I had put a lot of security in that humor. I got in, out of trouble with that humor. Um, you know, and then not to mention, I looked stupid. I couldn't speak. I couldn't understand. I I couldn't contribute in in a way. I was on a mission team. I'm I'm supposed to be sharing my faith with everybody there. I couldn't even talk to them. Um, and I remember one time I had been there for a while at this point, and I could speak a little bit, but I still sounded like a little girl apparently. Because I was supposed to be helping this baby Christian learn things about the Bible, which I did understand and know in English. But I remember she always was like patting me on the head and saying things like I was a doll, you know, like pinching my cheeks and stuff. And I remember one day just being like, like, what do you think about me? And she said, oh, I think you're such a cute little girl. I wanted to kill her. I, I didn't kill her or hit her um, or say anything rude. But, you know, it was just it was a time where I could not rely on any of those things. And eventually I picked up some Spanish. I am not, you know, I'm not like somebody who grew up there at all. But um, that was a time where God took things away so that. I could depend on him so that I wouldn't put my confidence in those things. And I could learn how to better put my faith in God. So, um, you know, I, I think that, um, again, through this, some of the things that are happening are not things we would have chosen. And maybe we would never choose them on our own. Um, but things happen in this life. And I, I think, one, it's important to know that God loves us. He cares about us, that he'll provide for us. Um, we've got to focus on him who we cannot see. And, um, you know, be willing to let go of what we do see. Be willing and not fighting and not kicking and not struggling all the way through letting go of what we can see. Um, you know, in Mexico, it was hard and there were days I was kicking and screaming. I didn't like to be in that position. Um, and I, I can't really say I still like it, but I do see the value of it. I do feel like I want to learn and grow and get everything I can out of this time. 
if I have more time, if I can be in quiet places, if I can pray and meditate longer, I want to do that. I want to focus myself on the God who is unseen. I want to focus myself on the promises that are promises. Um, who hopes for what they already have? No, we don't. We hope for what we cannot see. So I hope this has been helpful for you, and I hope um, it'll strengthen you and give you some new insights, and that it'll help you be a happy Christian. Love you. You've just listened to the Metro LA Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit metrolaregion.com.